AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you, and welcome back to the Church of the Week right here on AM 630 The Word, KSLR. It's so good to be back in the studio. Uh, We had a little bit of a break, but now we're back. God is faithful, and uh, there's a verse that, that comes to my mind this morning as I was preparing to come into the studio, and it's a, uh, can I say oldie but goodie? Because it's one that we know. <laughs> Psalms 23, verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, because you are with me. And I, 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 that comes to my mind because we don't know how long the valley is. We don't know how long the walk is going to be. But one thing we do know is that God is with us and God is for us. And if God be for us, then who can be against us? And today, I hope to encourage you that no matter how these last couple of weeks have been for you, how it has gone, uh, God, God has not changed. The climate has changed. The environment has changed. A lot of things have happened. The news stories, the cycles change. But God does not change. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word, the Bible says, will not pass away. The grass withers and the flower fades, but my word will remain forever. So if anything, if anything is happening in your life, you should be able to hold on to the word of God. If your church is meeting, if they have canceled and they're not meeting yet, hold on to God's word and be encouraged I love what David said. David said in one of his, what I, what I presume was one of his toughest tests, toughest situation, uh, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And I love that about David. And we have to, we should learn that to be able to encourage ourselves. Let the pastor encourage you and the worship leader encourage you. But sometimes they're not around. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. And today I'm glad to be back in the studio. And I'm not alone, and uh, I I am encouraged because in the house today we have Pastor Jim Ryan. He is the senior pastor of Westover Hills Assemblies of God, and uh, we're so happy to have you, Pastor Ryan. Thank you for, for coming on board today. Thank you so much, Marcus. What a delight to be here, and I'm honored to be here. Even in the COVID time, you know, the kingdom of God goes on. Thank you for the invitation. Yes. Yes, and you know, it has it has been interesting this season that we're that we're living in. Uh, you know, some uh, we've we've been just watching news some of us. We have just been worried. Uh even now protests and and this that has come up uh in in not only in our city but in yes. the nation. You know, so we're living in interesting times. What has been kind of your take on that? Well, you know, this is a Jesus talked about distress in the nations, and there will be times when people's hearts are failing them for fear. It's it, like we're living in prophetic times. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus foresaw this, yeah, and he promised us his peace. And this is just a, it's a different moment. 
I, I told somebody the other day, I feel like I'm in an elevator between two floors. I'm not where I was, but I'm not where I want to be. I'm feeling kind of stuck into this moment. And I think a lot of people are feeling that way right now. And we just have to remind ourselves the Lord is in charge. We're not, but God is in charge. I pray for our leaders. I pray for the health community, our nation, our national leaders, our governor, our mayor. I, I, I'm not a critic. I'm saying, God, give them wisdom. Yes. Let them navigate our country through this. But as a pastor, I want to be there for my people. Yeah. Uh, I want to be able to give them assurance and comfort and God's word and God's reassurance during this time. So that's what I'm trying to do and be for my people. And I, I like what you said because what happens is we sometimes feel like we need to respond in a way not realizing that this did not surprise God. Yes. This, you know, he, like you said, he, this was foretold. And, and this does not remove God from the throne. He doesn't get voted out. He he's still in charge. He's he's sovereign and he reigns. And so because of that, that blessed assurance, like Absolutely. we used to saying, is something that we should not give up so I, easily. I tell my people, I this wasn't in my plan, but I'm still in God's hand, mm. and that's what I've got to. That's what I've got to just put my feet solid upon that promise. I didn't foresee this. This wasn't in my plan. But I'm still in God's hand. Amen. I like that. I, I may use that one. I may use that. I'll give you credit, though. That's all right. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourself. I want to introduce you to San Antonio and to the 39 counties that, that hear us over in, in, in mid and south Texas. Uh, you, have a, you have a pretty strong congregation at Westover Hills, but that that name is known but i want to introduce the listener to you today to pastor jim ryan where are you from are you a san antonian how how what was your upbringing like tell me a little bit about yourself well thank you so much no i'm not from san antonio we have lived here uh for some 40 years now uh, so i guess i'm a i'm a texan all the way now <laughs> But my wife and I are from New Mexico, a small, small town in uh, northern New Mexico, west of Albuquerque. I met my wife in church. That's a great place to look for a while. Amen. I met my wife in church. We are a part of the same youth group. We dated in high school. Uh, We married after I graduated from high school. Uh, And we were in in our home church, and I felt a call of God in my heart to ministry. And I had I had no pastors in my family, no ministry in my family whatsoever. So what did I do? I went and talked to my pastor. Well, mm-hmm. I tell you what, go talk to your pastor. Yes. He cares for you. He loves you. And I went and talked to my pastor. I said, Pastor, I feel a call of God in my life into ministry. Where do I go? Where do I go to Bible school? He was from South Texas. He was from Kerrville. He said there's a Bible college in San Antonio uh, called International Bible College. And I moved from New Mexico here to attend what we call the IBC. It has since closed. Uh, But that was my school. That brought me to San Antonio. And my pastor had a great influence upon me. I still remember this. My pastor would say, if if God said it, Mm -hmm. do it. If God asked it, give it. 
If God sends you, go. And that was that was spoken into me, and I felt a call of God in my life to ministry. So we moved to San Antonio without any children. We were married just a couple years, uh, went to Bible school here, uh, served on staff at a couple churches here, small assemblies of God churches at the time. And, you know, I, I, at that particular time, you had the uh, title of associate pastor, which means you'd preach when the pastor's gone, you'd paint the fellowship hall, you'd go get <laughs> gas for the church van, you'd move tables and chairs, you would do whatever it takes to make it just work, visit hospital. You just did anything and everything. You were a servant. And that's that's what I did. And uh, over a period of a few years, just felt the Lord inspire our heart. My wife and I, her, her name is Denise, and uh, uh, we felt like God wanted us to plant a church. We had never we had never planted a church before, and at that moment, we had never been a lead pastor. We had just been a staff member on a church uh, about three hundred, and but we had a we just had a passion for God, and we just said we're just going to go do that. So in Northwest San Antonio, I was age twenty seven, hmm. had never pastored, and uh, we were going to plant a church. Six weeks before the church started, I knew one family was going to be there. Yeah, there was going to be one family. And it was my wife and I. Uh, I had a three-year-old daughter and a two-month-old daughter and one family in the church that partnered with us. And we just we just felt like God was going to make a way. I'm, I'm reminded in the Gospel of Mark. The Bible says that Jesus went to the city of Capernaum, and the Scripture says this, and people heard that he was there, and they went out to meet him. They didn't have any firsthand experience. They just heard it. They they chased the rumor of God. Mm. And God just put something in our heart when we, we were just really teenager kids in in New Mexico that God could just use anyone. Yes. God could if you had a passion for God, God would just use you. And we just chased the rumor of God. And we say, God, if we give you our all, I don't think you will withhold. If we'll put you first, we won't come in second. We, God, you're going to make a way. And we just stepped forward and we planted a church uh, that is now known as Westover Hills Church, Westover Hills Assembly of God in northwest San Antonio. Uh, and uh, we've pastored there now for 34 years. Uh-huh. It's the only church I've ever pastored. I tell my people, I'm still learning on you. I'm still growing and learning <laughs> on you. It's the only church we've ever passed. We've given our our life yeah. to that church. It's it's everything. And uh, it's it's really not about the location of the building. It's about the people. Uh, we, we love San Antonio. We love the people of San Antonio. And in our journey, we have just, we have just pursued God. Just pursued God. And if I... Marcus, I was going to say, where? How did it all begin? I uh, th- there's been so many people that made a deposit in our heart. I, it would be remiss of me to to try to uh, say that I did it myself. Didn't there were so many people that encouraged, spoke, believed, prayed, uh, just were a part. Were there at a crucial time in our life? My pastor, oh, he was he was so he was so instrumental. Uh, but if there's if there's a person that I can say, you know, it's 
wow, I got so much from, it was my mother, mm. my mom. My mom took us to church when, uh, when my dad didn't go. You know, my dad didn't go to church. My, I'm, I'm, I'm from one of those families where mm-hmm. mom took her three boys to vacation Bible school, took us to Sunday school, took us to church. Uh, my dad didn't go. He's great. He's a good man. He, he he was great provider, but he he was never the spiritual influence right. in my life. It was my mom, and I can say. I pastor a church today. I have two daughters and two son-in-laws in full-time ministry. I have a grandson that told me the other day when we were in a trip to Africa, an emissions trip, with tears in his eyes. He said, Papa, God's talking to me. And I, and I could see the call of God on his life. And I trace it back to my mother. And I would say to every mother out there, single mom or or just mother, that you go to church, you take your kids, and maybe the husband doesn't go, maybe he doesn't support your value, you have to pack up the kids and take them alone and you don't get support. You do not get weary in well-doing. Don't stop that. You, you just don't ever know. I am the product of a mother that dressed three little boys in the morning on Sunday, got them to church, and brought them home. And there was never a dad to encourage that. I, it was my mom. So, so lady out there, you're praying, you're believing, you're saying, God, is it worth it? May I encourage your heart. It is worth it. Your labor in the Lord will not be in vain. Wow. There's a, there's a scripture in Psalms, though we sow in tears, uh, we will rejoice yeah. when we come back with the harvest. And, and many times raising children, is a, it's a sowing in tears. And, and I'm, so, I'm so grateful that you followed up on that thought. I wanted to follow up on the calling, but what greater calling than to raise the next generation? Mm. That is yes. that is a calling. Some may say, Pastor, I don't I don't have a calling. I just have kids. Yes. Hello. Hello. That's yeah. that's your calling. That's yes. that's the future. Absol- absolutely. Uh that next generation and uh we pass it on. Mm-hmm. We just we continue to do it. Be faithful. Just be faithful. It's the everyday. It's the little things. I, it's interesting. Mom's in heaven now, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I tell people this all the time. That uh, I, I, I preach so many funerals in my life, I can't even recall. And I've stood at caskets and funeral homes with people and reflect, prayed with them, etc. And uh, I, I've discovered this through the years and decades of ministry. Your kids will remember what you say over and over again. Mm-hmm. I, I've stood with family, and, I, and, and here's what, and I, I'll hear this. You know what dad has always said, mom always said. Mm-hmm. It's the thing you say over and over again. It's not the one time. It's not the one thing you do occasionally. But it's the thing that you say over and over again. 
you're putting that into their spirit and their heart. So for every parent out there, whatever your whatever is that 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 passion about God, just repeat it. If if whatever you're feeling, say it, verbalize it, say it over, say it in the car, say it during the commercial, say it over dinner, say it at breakfast, say it when you drop them off at school, say it at the family reunion, reframe it with that value, bring it down, put put these spiritual sound bites mm-hmm. in the hearts and the minds of your kids, and you will etch in their life a value they will carry with them from now on. You have the ability to impart and speak into them your heart and your value. Parents, do that. It's a, it's a powerful moment. My heart is framed by things my pastor spoke, repeated over and over again. There are things my, my mom said to me over and over again. And not only do I remember it, I can still hear her voice. Mm. I can still sense her trembling lip in that moment when she said it with great emotion. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Well, you're listening to AM630, The Word. My name is Marcus Burgos. I am your host, the Church of the Week program, and I'm so blessed to be in the studio today with the pastor of Westover Hills, Pastor Jim Ryan. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about about church in in a relative sense, in, in a sense that how it could be relative today. It's interesting how uh, in in past major issues i i think back to 911 uh how that next sunday there was not a seat available in church uh and when things happen to a, a worldwide magnitude people run to church however today uh it was a it's it's uh, unprecedented yes. because where we would normally run to we had no access how the how does the church and, and and forgive me for perhaps putting you on the spot, but how does the church today uh, find its relevancy when we we can't necessarily run to and 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 like we were talking earlier and I think most churches are are running in the same issue we're at twenty five percent or a lot of our people that would usually come are staying back for different reasons. Uh, but you know how do how do we today? How, you know, perhaps we're we're just having a, a brainstorm here because we don't have the answers. But in in your thought, in your heart, how how would we, the church, continue to be relevant when attendance is an issue? Well, I think it's perhaps redefining church. And uh, I, here's what I said: I, I I'm not going to. I'm very careful to assign things to God. I want to be very discerning in that. I'm not. I'm not saying God caused COVID. I will say God uses it. Right. Yes. And there's the tap on the shoulder to Americans. What has COVID brought? One thing it's done. It's returned prayer back to the American church. Amen. Yes. Prayer has come back to the American church. I think that's the positive. One of the positive things about that. I think another very significant thing is. It's we're learning. We always said it, but we're relearning. It's less about the building and it's about the people. I think we're getting back more into the people business where we 
we, we kind of got top-heavy with programming. Mm. All of our programming shut down. Mm-hmm. I, and and I, I, I know every church is that way, and we're, we're dealing with it. We're, we're putting some things in the, the litter basket right now. We're saying, well, you know, we used to do, we're not going to do anymore. And it, it just kind of kind of just over time got there and its value was less more, was less than than its impact. So we're 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 cleaning out the closet yeah. of ministry programming right now. We're we're doing some house cleaning. I I think one of the things that's doing is creating innovation and some uh uh, new technologies. I think we're moving into some areas, and different churches are going to do it different ways. I think we're going to come out of this. There's going to be more flavors and versions of how ministry is done effectively. And I'm already hearing, seeing churches that are doing a fantastic job in this area. And another church is expressing it more in that area. And I have to say, well, you know what? Oh, is wet west over? We're not as much this way. We're more that way, and I can, and I want to celebrate them all. There's, no, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a right and a wrong right now. I think is whatever is fruitful. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting back into the fruitful business. What, what really is bringing fruitfulness into the kingdom of God? Getting more back into our mission. Uh, I think church will. Well, I think we're going to get back to some of the routines, but there's going to be some things that will forever be different. Yeah. Uh, in the landscape ahead than is behind us. We're trying to be relevant in the sense of uh, making sure that we care for people. That's no longer something I say from the platform. I've got to demonstrate. I don't have a platform. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm having to demonstrate it in, in new and different ways. Now we're back into services, and we're like everybody else. We're, we've reopened, but now we're rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And I said to our our staff team the other day, we have to shift from reopening to rebuilding. Yeah, and we're gonna we're moving into that conversation right now. Uh, the, how can we be relevant? Uh, how are we going to impact the unemployed? Mm-hmm. How, how are we gonna How are we going to deal with families that have been uh, sheltered in for weeks? And teenagers that haven't really had a chance to hang out and go to theme parks and et cetera and with their friends. and ex- there, There's some pressure in the home right now. Mm-hmm. There's some tensions between parents. Parents are working at home. They're not getting a break. Where do you go? Everything's closed. The, 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 you're not going to movies. You're not going to bowling alleys. You're not going, you're not, et cetera. And the beach, some of the, some of the swimming pools are closed, et cetera. And it's put some... It's put some stress in the family unit, and I think we as a as a faith community can respond to that what 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 can we do mm-hmm. so we're we're designing some ministries just to be that I think to respond to that moment that we won't even be doing six months from now when we're out of the moment it's right. it's for this time and this season only, and I applaud so many churches that are uh, wow, they're just, they're just, I, I think the body of Christ is showing up in a way that yeah. it needed to. And I think we've just had a wake-up call. I, be, I believe so. We targeted uh, at our church, we targeted Pentecost Sunday as the first Sunday back. And uh, we we saw it, and I saw it as what it is, the celebration of the harvest. Yes. You know, and I really have taken that to heart. The Lord has put that in my heart. Whereas now, going forward, we're we're looking at harvest. 
And we know what the Lord said, what Jesus said about about the fields. You know, the fields are ready. They're ripe. This is a time of division, a time of a lot of emotion. There's divi- there's hatred. There's confusion. But we have the answer, and Jesus is the answer. And, and what is needed is the, the laborers. And I commend you. When we were shut down, you guys were open. Mm-hmm. You already had the platform. Yeah. And I think that reminds us to not take this for granted. The, the technology and, yeah. and the radio, you guys are are reaching out there, having an impact when when we were not. And the parachurch ministries That's right. uh, like uh, KLSR and, and other ministries like this, they were, boy, they, they held up the hands of the church during this time. And I want to thank you, thank you sir. Yes. for that and the listening audience to be mindful of that as well. This Amen. was a gift to us. Amen. Well, with that said, I want you to take a moment and invite us to church on Sunday. Let us know. You have services on Saturday. You have services on Sunday. Tell us, Invite us to church. Well, we just open our heart and doors to people. If you don't have a church, we invite you to come. If you have a church, you be faithful to your pastor. He needs you, particularly during this time. But we have services on the weekend, Saturday at 6 p.m., Sunday at 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. Uh, we are a, a, a multicultural church. We love Jesus. Uh, Jesus is our focus, and we open the door for you. Come join us. God bless you. Thank you so much, Pastor Ryan, for being my guest today. It has been an honor to speak with you. And uh, we know Thank God, you. we know what you said. The best is yet to come. Amen. God bless you, San Antonio. God bless you, Pastor Ryan. Thank you for being here on KSLR. Thank you. God bless. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.